You know, this is gonna be the last one for like the next two years. Nah, I get it. Caffeine morning show. Sticks. We're gonna do this thing like this. I hope they ready. Yeah. Yeah, I picked this beat smooth. Oh. Caffeine, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Cocaina, how I'm gonna start this? I mean, Doc been complaining for so long, so what the heck? Sticks on the drop, let's rock it. Rock like Jay, the billionaire. Oh, Marlo, is a billion up in them pants? Cause you thick like the air would be If Farrakhan ran into the Ku Klux Klan I base my skill on the scale from zero to Jesus But if Mohammed be the highest only Allah can see sticks I mean this Economic completeness Resources all good, it's just a band-aid I'm trying to be the doctor for elevated solutions My health care is all they give us is Medicaid's The virus oh, You can see clear through your eyelids A cup of the morning show will fix your iris They teach us to hate the IRS Black wealth is a myth The black queen is a trick But all that is a trick Spend your check on the whip? Nah Get a duplex Renovate then flip oh, Smooth D I'm just trying to uplift like the face on Chris Jenner, I'm just trying to uplift. Like the hips on Marlo, oh, we talked about that. But my skin is black, I'm just speaking the facts, yeah. Stock tips on my IG story. I can bet my stock tip this year, my story, about to be everywhere, TV and on film. Guess we have to wait and see. Doc already tried to tell him, tried to tell him, soldier boy, who you got the Draco about to let it go, boo. Damn, what happened to rap? Crackhead is the king, the new spot is the trap I remember singing used to be R&B I remember when our heroes was QEP They say it's evolution, but nah, this is pollution Designed by higher-ups, disguising it as solutions Streaming, taking over, destroying the independence They owned by the labels, I dare you to make a living Your chain bright, well what can we expect? We was killed for knowing how to read and write And that's facts, never leave you a cap Caffeine morning show, start you off with that. Sticks. Hey yo, Doc, man, um, it's like the 95th drop in like a year, so you might have to run with this for like the next two years. Smooth D just run it back like three or four times and people might learn something. Marlo, I didn't get your name. You know, confused this time. I know who you are now. Caffeine morning show. Sticks. Think watch. Show AM Caffeine Show it up. It's your boy DOC. It's your girl Marlo J. And DJ Smooth Melo D. And we are the AM Caffeine Show crew. That's um, us. Let me give a shout out to our, our guest on Friday, Friday. Uh, AD McCoy. Man, it was real cool. Definitely, uh, his story is crazy. Like, that story definitely needs to be uh, a, a movie. And a made for TV movie? And it wasn't what I expected at all. At all. all. It's um, not what you expected. Marlo, don't start that damn singing. Oh, my God. That, you're such a hater on my it, gifts. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I am a talented human being. Uh, um, okay, well, singing is one of your talents. Um, I know. I agree. It is. And especially when we have... Uh, man. Hip-hop royalty? I'm hip-hop sorry. Go royalty. ahead. You go yeah, ahead. You go definitely ahead. hip-hop royalty. So, let me shout out Big Daddy Kane, who was here, what, two weeks ago, right? A couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, hey, Daddy. Um, 
And we've had the opportunity on the AM Caffeine Show to really um, have conversations with, with I want to say definitely iconic folks that are part of the, that help build this hip-hop thing, man, Smooth Indeed. D, from Curtis Blow, which was a super cool mm. interview. And shout out to Curtis Blow, man, get so better. Um, from from Curtis, and, and we've <laughs> had um, Kwame, Dana Dane, Special Ed. Oh, I don't yeah, before wait, wait before you, Marlo. But we've had the opportunity. We, we've had the opportunity to really have some great people that um, help build this hip hop culture, and today is no different. Um, and what's really cool about the guest today is I want to say, like a couple weeks ago, Marlo came into the studio and she was talking about a scene, <laughs> I, and I don't. It was crazy because I don't know what made her talk about Yo. this scene in Crush Groove. I don't no. know what made okay, her talk no. about it because I was out. I was outside in the lobby, and D was in here in the studio, and I was outside in the lobby, and I was doing the hand movements. And <laughs> no, when you were in there, you came over, and you were like, "What are oh, you that's doing?" Right. I was I was watching Marlo through. So the st- our studio, we have like a, a a big window, and I seen Marlo doing like hand movements, like. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? And then she came back and she was like, you remember Crush Groove? And I was like, and I was like, my radio, believe me, I like it loud, loud right? Yes. <laughs> Such an iconic and one of the the dopest scenes in that movie was when you, it was the first time we got a chance to you know really see, L, see L, cool L, L Cool J. And he walked in, he was like box. But he walked in with his crew, <laughs> <laughs> and he walked in my man that had the box. He was like box, but it wasn't. It was who was next to him that was uh, accentuating all the words. All that, the words. All the and proper everybody punchlines. Knew all the. Everybody knew the words. Everybody the knew the words. And then when he said volume 10, you put the number 10. And <laughs> it was so dope. And, and it was just oh, crazy. And when he said, I need my radio in my hand, right, he, he, pointed like, he pointed to it like, yeah. Uh, what? Where? <laughs> he was, he was ad-libbing before we yes, really knew what ad yes. like, Who are the Migos? Like, we're Yo, talking right. like, <laughs> mama. <laughs> we're talking about absolutely. We're talking about yes. Adlibs with your hand, not even saying anything. But no, no. But still, folks really remember Yo, and that. Everybody scene. remember you if, if you if you've seen Crush Groove, you absolutely remember that scene. Absolutely. There's no way that we're talking about this and you don't already know what we're talking about. Absolutely. If you've seen that movie, because everybody knows it. So multi platinum uh, producer, video video producer as well. And part of this, you know, like I said, one of the pillars of hip hop, man, and, and and from you know, we're talking, of, you know, you're talking about late seventies, early eighties to 2019, and we wouldn't be here mm-hmm. in 2019 if it wasn't for some of these folks that helped build this thing, right? Well, you tell them who they is. Take, the tell one and is. only man, E Love in the building. Yes, Appreciate the love. Really appreciate the love, guys. E yes. love. Thanks man. for having me. No, no, man. Let me tell you, E. So I met E maybe about I don't maybe about a month and a half ago. <laughs> e love came on another show that um that I produced. Shout out to my man I, Alex Thomas. The funny don't stop showing. E love came and he rapped with us for about ten to fifteen minutes, and I was like, man, we, it wasn't. We didn't have enough time. To really get into the story So I hit him up on uh, I think I hit him up on Instagram IG like E I gotta have you on my show man And he was like Hey let's let me know the time and the place And I'm there So E I appreciate you rocking with us dude No bro I appreciate the love 
It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, thanks for having me, guys. Man, Seriously. so dope. So, e, how long, what are you doing in L.A.? Do you live here? Like, uh, yeah, I live up in uh, Topanga Canyon. I actually live right down the block from uh, Crazy. Okay. Crazy Bone. From Crazy yeah. Bone. Uh, yeah, right up the block bum, from Fred Durst. We live like bing, bing, bing. Right, bing, right. Bing, yeah. Bing, so, bing, how bing. long have you been uh, living in L.A.? Uh, after, uh, after I was released from the hospital, I moved to San Francisco, went to school for a couple years. Okay. Writing, producing, directing ACT in San Francisco. Then I moved down to LA. I started doing commercials for Levi, Gateway, BCBG, and the whole nine. Oh, and what nice. you said you, after you got out of the hospital? For, yeah. What happened? I got shot like seven times. Why? Right? I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it was 1989. Some guys wanted my Lambo more than I did. So, you know, three guys rolled up on me right outside of the club in Queens. Yo, run your shit. Run your shit. Oh, shit. Guns in my face. Like, what? Took off my bracelet, gave it to the dude. Then I pushed the gun away from my face and I made a run for it because. Something told me they were just going to kill me anyway. Right. So my hood came off. He was like, oh, shit, see, love you. He was like, yo, I don't give a fuck who that is. Yo, run your shit now. So I just took off. And I made a run to my right. Uh Uh-huh. And they started letting off. So I got hit like seven times. I was in the hospital for a year and a half the first time. A double barrel colostomy. I was dead on arrival to the hospital. I woke up three days later. Uh... Priest is making the cross sign on my forehead. They was giving me my last one. Right, right, so right. Like, oh, shit. This you is- like, hey, hey, stop all that now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going hey. anywhere. So. Right. Did you smack the, the priest hand? Hand strapped down, intubated my nose and my mouth, could not move. Elvis in the room, Russell, Bill Adler. Oh, my God. My mom's brother, everybody's crying. I'm like, nah. And you just opened your eyes and was Open, like, just hello? Opened up my eyes. And uh, every day I kept getting stronger. Surgeon came into my room one night. He said, hey, man, I'm going to be really honest with you. Uh, your insides is really shot. Uh, we have this experimental drug we want to try it on you. Are you up for it? I said, let's do it. Right. It was a combination of THC and CBD intravenously in 1989. Oh. Wow. wow. I was one of the first to get it in 89. That's what saved my life. Wow. wow. That's so crazy. And see, and that's 89. why I smoke weed today. Oh, right. <laughs> and you and me both. No doubt. It is the rules. Absolutely. Wow. Jesus said, I'm going to touch your life real quick. And then hold on to this and tell everybody about it. <laughs> wow. About that? No doubt. So... E, let's 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 talk about the beginning, man. Yeah. I mean, I actually wanted to get into that story because that just yeah. just amazing that you're here and able to survive something Thanks. crazy like that. Thank you. When 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 do you uh, start producing music? Uh, I was about nine, ten, eleven years old, twelve years old. I just moved to uh, Queens and Run DMC was just starting to get going. You heard about Curls, but you saw the mixtapes around. So I say, you know, it's going to snow two and a half, three feet tomorrow. Let's not go to school. There's not going to be any school. We'll go to the rich side of town, make some money shoveling snow. So let's make a contest. Who's going to make the most money shoveling snow? Mm-hmm. Who, whoever wins the contest gives each person 200 bucks of their take. So after my first house, I called my boy to come and get me. And he came pick me up. I, I took my money from the first house and went and bought a snowblower. And I came back. I won the contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I bought my equipment. Innovation. Really? Innovation. Mm-hmm. I was 14 years old. What was the first piece of equipment that you bought? I bought a Korg 808. The Korg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Old school Korg. I had a, a Techniques 1200. Right. Not 1200, but Techniques. I've got the model. The two Techniques. I had a Gemini mixer. Uh-huh. Sermon Vega. Wow, Gemini mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I didn't. Exactly. You took it back. No, yes, he did take but, it back. <laughs> 
Well, um, so what's the first famous or first big song that you produced? Uh, well, we worked on Dangerous, the B-side of I Need a Beat. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. You know, that uh-huh. was that B-side single. But the real first uh, song was uh, uh, Yvette. Dear Yvette. Yvette. Co-wrote that. Dear Yvette. Yvette. Rue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Tell me, so you do Dear Yvette, how, how, what was your working process with LL? Did you do the beat and then you gave it to him and he constructed the, the lyrics? Like, how, how, what was the formula? We, we would be in his basement or my basement and we'll have like a little track on. He's really good at writing without any music. So mm-hmm. uh, he'll get stuck. Oh, why don't you say this? You know, so I'll help him with certain words, move, moving the song along. Right. And as, as the production started getting better, we started putting together different songs, myself and Cut Creator. And uh, when the L.A. Posse came in, that's when we took it to another level. Right. DJ Bobcat, L.A. Posse, uh, Dwayne Simon, and Deep, you know, Daryl Pierce. Right, you know, right. We took it to another level. Wow. Yeah. Um, You had something, Marlo? Yeah, I was going to say, how did you, so how did you end up in that scene in Crush Groove, did did they say, <laughs> okay, we want, and we want E-Love to be in here too? Or they was, or you were just like, Standing there, and you was like, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna do this." Or was it a choreographer? They said, "We got seven moves." Here. It was all hustle. We keep in mind at that point in time, the big artists was Run DMC, the yeah. Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, Sheila E, and uh, uh, New Edition. So just like in the movie, I mean, you guys were like underdogs. No, we we were we were extras on the set. We was carrying stuff around. Keep in mind, we were 16, and we only had like one song out. We were really extras, right? And LL overslept. That's why we never made a video for radio. He missed the video, and he had to sleep. He could not get up. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, we're waiting. Russell's like, yo, where's he at? We had the camera crew. He said, scrap it. No video. So they started shooting this movie. So I met George Jackson, the producer. Rest in peace. Right. George Jackson. Every day I'm like, George, there's a little scene. Maybe we can do something. Yo, man, you guys are extras, bro. Right. Face it up. You'll get your time sooner or later. But right now, it's Run DMC, Curtis Blow, Sheely. It's their time. Y'all the was time trying to coming. rewrite the movie? Every, every day I'm talking to George. He says, <laughs> right. so, Hustle. I'm, lo- I'm looking at this audition. Like, George, check this out. Two seconds. If we walk in before everybody walking and you start performing, then all of a sudden we get thrown out of jam. As James is about to pull a pistol on us and right. just walk out the room. It's no extra time. It takes two seconds. Let's see how it looks. So, wow. do it. so wait, you wrote that part. You do you do they give you okay? Do you have writing uh, credits? No, because at that time you're 16. You didn't know about publishing. You, none of that. You, none of that really was. It's you not like, wrote a full and yeah. cast a full scene, yeah. and you and nothing came of it. Uh, you said radio, well, right. Well, right. Right. We right. straight, but you know it's what it is. You know, well, at L- that time, L- Cool J became. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was on his way. So when you get so when you do the scene. Did do you say okay, L hit? This is what we're gonna do, or I mean, was that was most of that improv? Mostly improv. We talked about it, and we were always on the same sync. Right, yeah, right, say, right, so right. I said, I don't know what to do. Just you do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. He said, right, Cool, do your thing. We walked in, and since you knew the song, co wrote the song. I mean, uh, did the track, and right. I listened to it a million times, so I know exactly what his, his move was gonna be. Right, so we did this a million times before. You know? Right, right. Yeah. How many times did you guys do the scene? 
about three times. Three times. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Y'all and make up a scene, do it, and it gets and it gets it stays in the movie. That's why. I mean, it's literally it's, it's literally one of my favorite one of the favorite scenes in the movie. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> I appreciate that. How, how was it the first time when you're seeing it on big screen? We went and saw the movie five times that day. <laughs> we, we stayed at sunrise, signed some autographs. We just sat there outside the theater, and everybody was like, "Yo, Dan, you all right?" <laughs> we just went back in every show, and then after a while, they just said, "You know, you guys should just stay. You don't have to come out." Right, so, right. It was incredible. I mean, it was an amazing experience to go from your basement to the movie theater, right, and the Soul Train and everything else. How right. Long, how long was that that um that process? Uh, a couple of years, because you know, just to get a deal at that time, it was really hard because. All the doors got slammed in your face. R&B was popping. Run DMC was doing their thing. Nobody really wanted to hear another rapper from Queen. So, you know, we had to finally get our music to somebody that would really listen. That person was Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons. Right, mm-hmm. right. Who actually got it? Who actually put the tape in your hand? Do you L, know how that happened? L, L got it to Rick right. through a friend. Rick heard it. He was about to drop the Beasties. Then Mike D said, you know what? We're not ready. That kid, Cool J, why don't you put him out first, then put us out after? Wow. Yeah, that's that's that, dope. That's how it went down. Mike wow. Mike, Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Mike D on MCA, one and two, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They said, you know what? We're not ready yet. So Give it to him. Right. <laughs> so, how did you guys feel when the streets of New York was like really receptive to the music and was it right away was it like as soon as DJs heard it did it just it just hit I hit. mean it hit like wildfire when I knew the beat dropped every DJ was playing that when we heard on the radio for the first time we were on we were coming back from the train to the bus and we had the radio and we heard it on the mix what? Chuck Chill Out and Red played it that night we were like yo we made it. We did it. Well, y'all on the bus like, do y'all hear this? This is this us. Is right here. This is us. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Yeah, we sure did. Nobody believes. So it was that's like, wow. amazing. Yeah. So, so were, did you always from then on just always do the shows with him? We, we I rolled with him the, the whole time throughout. Totally. Me, him, and Cut, and Bob came in after, and uh, we did the Fresh Fest, uh, Raising Hell tour, Def Jam tour. Some of the best tours ever. Uh, I mean, ever. We, I mean, there was fifty, sixty thousand people every night. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. What uh, was the? I'm what was? 80s. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. What? How did that come together with the L.A. Posse and Bobcat? Because my introduction was just Cut Creative. Okay. So how did that collaboration with the L.A. Posse go down? But me, Ellen, Cut, we all grew up together, a block apart from each other. Uh, Russell was out in, in L.A. handling his business. He met Leor. Brought Leo on to uh, be Run DMC road manager, then eventually run Def Jam. But he met a DJ. He said, yo, this DJ is really tight. This guy's he, he could be good with the show. Mm-hmm. should meet him. So we went, met Bobcat. And Bob came, you know, moved to uh, New York, started working, and mm-hmm. then the natural fit. Bob was incredible producer, incredible uh, show producer, the whole nine. I mean, he, he kept the show moving in a different direction. Right. And uh, he's one of the greatest DJs in the game, no doubt. Right. DJ Bobcat. Right. So, and so DJ Cut Creator. After the first album, the first, you guys are now touring all, you know, all around the, the states and the world. And how was that outlook from you guys, you know, 15, 16 year old and just trying to get. You know your your demo her to now performing in front of fifty thousand, sixty thousand people, and, and you probably never thinking like 
you know, are we ever going to leave New York or <laughs> leave, leave our block? How was it as you start experiencing different people from across the country? Uh, it was definitely an experience. Went down south. And it was like, wow. Was, you know, they, they got jerry curls down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay first curls. of all, we had them in the west, too. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we, didn't hit the, we hit the south first. Then when, when, when we came out west, I'm like, wow, they got the same curls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, pretty curly out here. It's cool. Interesting. It's act- like Soul Train. This is crazy. <laughs> Activator. Okay. Right. It's all good. They have a different sound. The, the dress code was different. The dress style was different, but they all liked the same music. We all had the same mm. vibe in, in, in uh, you know, in, in, in common with each other. And uh, it was just a different experience, meeting different people, different culture. Were a lot of your, was a lot of your shows with East Coast artists, or did you then start oh, to do mixture. stuff away with, with West Coast no, cats, no, too? No, Who were some of the West Coast artists? Uh, when, we, when we was moving out west, uh, Carol Lewis, our booking agent, called our manager, Tony Rome. She, she said, hey, I got this group. I want you and E-Love to go and check out. They Their songs are not on the radio, but they're getting a huge buzz in the streets. So great. What's the name of the group? She said, NWA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting those dudes. So right. that's how Everybody. we met NWA. I met Hammer. Actually, I have a crazy story. I took Hammer to Russell. I said, Russell, just listen to this music. Because Hammer rolled up with me when he was in the Bay in San Francisco. Getting off the tour bus, 8 o'clock in the morning. Hammer, yo, take my tape. listen to my tape. Start dancing. I'm like, yo, Ross, we got something. He said, Fuck. No, Ross, this guy got something. He's not going to be like Run DMC or LA. They, got, they have their own style out here. You have to understand it. And sure enough, he said, No, I'm sorry. Boom, MC Hammer, biggest life. You see right. And so, I mean, I saw something that, you know, Simmons didn't see, but it happens. You know, sometimes everybody missed one or two things. So, right. So y- y'all was the reason why he was like, they don't like you in New, in New York, York City. <laughs> what you going to do about it? Hammer. <laughs> there you go. I felt them. It's cool. <laughs> what was the, um, the first time that you felt like, oh, my God, we are really big? Uh, Soul Train Awards. Uh, American Music Awards and you do those awards and Michael's in the audience and mm. Whitney's sitting in front of you and she's like you know that, that meant a lot mm-hmm. you met Prince for the first time you hit Soul Train and you know you're at the awards on the red carpet and you perform in front of everybody that you grew up listening to right I mean you felt like wow this is this is this is real right That's and all that all those awards pretty much happened the same the same year MTV Soul Train that was all that same year back to back from 80s Six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. Um. So after, so what? What is your involvement production wise on the second album? Uh, Big and Duffer. Uh, we worked on uh, the single "Bad." Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the flip side is a song called "Get Down." If you hit play "Get Down," you'll yes. hear. I have a little feature on "Get Down." Uh huh. And uh, after that, I did a couple, two or three different. Uh, Tracks on there with Cut and Bob, and wrote one or two songs. Bristol Hotel, uh, uh, Bristol yeah. Hotel, yeah. yeah. Rule five fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the rule, all right. Five, one five, no doubts. Yeah. So we did did a couple of tracks and uh, helped write a couple of different songs, and right? Stuff like that. Worked on the video, the concept for the video, and besides that, what what I really got off on. Was the posters bust our billboards before digital? I had the street teams popping in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We had uh, 500 kids in each in each borough hitting the 
barbershops, high schools, junior high schools, malls, posters, bus stop billboards. We started the whole street team on the East Coast, 86. And when you were doing that, was were you guys funding those things yourself, the posters, or were you able to get the record label to do that? Are you guys because at that time they wouldn't even you, understand what that was. You were so excited at sixteen, seventeen that you didn't have to work a summer job. Yeah, you didn't. I mean, we didn't know anything about that stuff. You talk no, I understand what you say. Now it's a different business, totally. But right then, you was just so happy to be down. Yeah, you didn't really think about who's from the money. Man, let me just go ahead. Right, right. Because you know, you was just happy just to move the record. Right, right. Yeah. Do, um, going back to some of the songs that that you you worked on, uh, was there was that a real story, Bristol Hotel, or that was a true story? Five fifteen. Uh, that's where it went down. No doubt. Uh, really? 15, oh, I yeah. can tell by the way he said that, that five fifteen the first time because the Bristol Hotel was in Queens, right off the freeway in Jamaica Ave. Right after we came from the studio, we would get off uh, Parsons Boulevard, go down 168, make a left on Hillside, right on 164. Oh, Bristol's wow. right there, right? right there. So uh-huh. right, oh, right uh, we there. would go around the block because, you know, one of my dudes from high school, he became a pimp. So he would be like, yo, Charles, what's up? Oh, what's up? Go on. Let me, let me call him out and tell him to come outside. So he brought the girls outside. And that's when they used to walk the track around the block right, back right. in the days. So it was just, you know, a place we used to just go and get our minds right until, you know, <laughs> get your mind right. Get your mind right. No doubt. Get your mind right. And, and, the spe- and y'all's special room was room 515. 515. Five. <laughs> Reserved for the penthouse. Yes. AM Caffeine Show. See, that's a, that's a, that's a, a good pager code. Yeah, 515. What's up? There you go. AM Caffeine Show. No E-Love in the building. So, Smoke deep. Because he's here, we got to play some classics, dude. Let's do it. We're going to do it? Let's do it. AM Caffeine Show. Smooth Dean on 1s and 2s. Don't go nowhere. E-Love is in the building. Smooth Dean on 1s and 2s. Let it go, Smooth Dean. AM Caffeine Show. Yo, event. There's a lot of rumors hey. going around. It's so bad. Baby, you might have to skip town. See something smelling fishy and they say it's you. All I know is that you made it with the whole damn crew. They say you're a man eater during the full moon. Mascot of the senior boys locker room. They said Yvette walked in. There wasn't too much rap. Her reputation got
Can only increase the design of this rhyme is a masterpiece. You wind it next to the musical feast and running the force I'm about to release.
Advising, realizing, she's sizing me up Her bikini, small, heels, tall She said she liked the ocean She showed me a beach, gave me a peach And peeled out the suntan lotion Now, I'm fast, but this girl was faster She was looking for a real good time I said, close your eyes, I got a surprise AM Caffeine Show, Smoothie Ones and Twos. God dang, that going back to Cali's a beast, dude. Man, I like Crazy. all those songs. All the songs. You want me both? I, I'm, a, I'm a young woman that likes all the songs. Hey, when you, when you hear those songs, does it take you back to when you were cr- help creating them? Like, where's the mindset when you hear it? Uh, it takes me back to the studio when we, was, we started writing the song and started putting the music down. Then uh, after the, the first verse... I remember the tour and after the tour and the interviews and the whole nine. Wow. It's like a memory lapse. Has anybody sampled that? Has anybody sampled those uh, horns? Uh, no, nobody used the One or two people used the horns, but they didn't use it in the right way. Right. But, you, know, <laughs> I mean, you can use something, but if you don't use it in the right way, right. It's, why use it? You know, right. So, um, so, so you were just, we were just talking off air um, about how you've worked with both Michael Jackson and Stan Lee. How? In what aspect? Well, uh, why are you talking about Michael Jackson off air? <laughs> like, who does that? What are you talking about? Well, don't talk about, don't keep a Michael Jackson story. We were just having a conversation, wow. and that came up. Wow. You know he gets a little sensitive about Mike. Yeah, yeah, ain't nobody talking about Mike. <laughs> we were just God. having a conversation about who he's worked with. Wow. Now so, he's going to tell us in I, what aspect, if you allow. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Please tell me the Michael Jackson story. Uh, I'm going to give you a Stan Lee first. I'll okay. Rest in peace. Oh, rest in peace, both. I mean, it's, you know, it was uh, incredible. Uh, we got, you know, I'm a VR virtual reality company. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In 2016, I was living in Tokyo. I live in Tokyo half the year. Uh, Tokyo's so, great. I, I lived in Japan for three oh, years. Oh, really? Where? Manutoku? Well, I lived in 
I, when I lived in Tokyo, I lived in a small in, in a country called Chorinkan, oh, yeah, real small in the countryside. Got then got I moved okay. from there to um, Osaka. Oh, wow. but I, lived, I lived in Kobe, wow. Nagoya, uh, all over. My the place. uncle lived mm. in Osaka. Yeah, and Konichiwa. That's the only thing you know. That's all I got. What else do you know in Japanese? I, all the nasty stuff. That is horrible. That's horrible. Hey, you need those terms. You need to know. Hey, they got me a long way. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Room five fifteen. Oh my god. Where we going? Room five fifteen with Yvette. Mine's Yvette this time. So you lived there in, for six? Yeah, for how long? Uh, I still live there. Still, yes. Okay. So back and forth. I'm actually the only American on the Olympics Committee for Entertainment. Wow. So I'm going to be bringing ours to uh, Tokyo during the 2020 Olympics coming right. up this summer. Right, right, right. That's dope. And so, what did you, you had the VR? You, have, you were saying you have the VR company and you I'm, how you brought Stan Lee? Yeah, I have a VR company called VR Innovator. I got funded by a publicly traded mobile gaming company. And uh, we have a game called Fearless D. We had to drift drive in VR racing game. Uh-huh. Mm. The guy by the name of the Drift King, he's the face. And I said, well, you know what? We just got funded. We need to bring the first Comic-Con to Tokyo. And they said, great. I said, we're going to bring it. Let's bring the biggest guy in the Comic-Con, which is Stan Lee. Right. And Jeremy Renner from the Born Supremacy franchise and some other artists. And, uh, we put the whole thing together. It was us and like 10 other companies. But we played an intricate role in Getting Stanley to come. Right. That's a hard task. Right. Because, you know, right. everybody's calling and everybody's orphaned, but he's going to do one kind at a time. And that was yeah, 2016, yeah. Uh-huh. years before he passed. So right. We had 100,000 people each day. It was a three-day event. And all the Chinese press, Japanese, and Asian press was covering that game because we had, uh, like, a trailer of the game where you could go drive around the track one time, two times. Then we had five car simulation. We had the computer, the driving chair, and the wheel. Where you can drive and and uh, hear the game and hear the music, and you can leave your uh, thoughts on what the game needs. Everybody said the game needs better graphics, so we switched uh, from Unity to Unreal. We switched engines and we went to the better engine. So the game should be coming out late 2020. Wow! Uh, yeah. And, what, uh, and the Michael Jack. What platforms? It's going to be on. Uh, it's going to be on the Steam community. It's going to be a mobile download free where. You get the game for free if you want bigger tires or bigger engines. Ninety nine cents. Yeah, dope, dope. Unit, yeah. Right. So the company is a company that you help develop. You help you put the co- the company together. Oh yeah, I, I'm the co-founder of the company. Nice. Uh, you know, we went separate ways, but I started the company. We're gonna roll out that game. Then we're gonna have a, a soundtrack. With, I have different artists on the soundtrack. Right. And I mean, some of the classic artists, and I have some current artists also. Right. It's going to be a mixture of artists from the 80s, 90s, and some artists that's popping right now. Right. And what about the Michael Jackson story? Oh, Michael Jackson, uh, I met Michael through uh, my publicist, Steve Manning, at the time. Me and Michael stayed in touch. I was, I was teaching him how to play chess, so he was telling me about his tour. was going to go, wow, I'm like, wow, I'd love to work on that tour. I mean, we know each other, but I never worked with him. So, uh, he introduced me to a guy that was going to fund the tour. So I said, you know what? We can do, we can go out, and we can actually shoot all the behind the scenes of the tour. It was a $2 million gig each month because this was going to be a year-long tour. Right. And I was going to take a crew of 10 people out there with me to shoot this where I'm going to be with Michael 24-7. What? And we signed the contract. We was about to get the first YN. Michael passed away four days later. Wow. wow. How were you, what were those phone 
conversations like you guys when you, I mean you guys would speak on the phone? I would talk to them all the time. I mean, I used to show them how to play chess. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't even imagine talking to Michael Jackson on the Does phone. he sound the same or his regular his voice, is, voice is different? Totally, his voice is nothing like you. <laughs> right, right. Like so a, is it trippy? Is it trippy like when you, you, you talk to him regularly and then you hear him and he'd be like, yeah, you know. And you're going to be like, what, what, get, up, what got, up, E? You get used to that after a while, so it really didn't trip me out. At first it tripped me out, but I'm like, well, okay, it sounds different. You know, then you realize that was just an act. You know? Right, <laughs> right, right. Wow, that that, 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 I, that would be so funny to me. I'd be like, "They so crazy." That, <laughs> like, why you keep doing that voice? Just laughed as calmly after a while, you know. Yeah. Did he did he carry a cell phone or did somebody else carry his phone for him? Uh, he had or he always had somebody with him. You know, he never had a phone on him. Right. right. He was, had somebody passing the phone. Right. Right. Yeah, because so, I don't think he would oh, yeah. carry a phone. You know, phone, nah. because when he want to kick up real quick, you know, drop <laughs> the his phone. phone, phone out. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to caffeine show. 11 in the building. So let, let me ask you a, a question on the production side. You know, while you're producing LL, did you start to lend some of your production? Did you start to work with other artists or did you feel like you just wanted to keep it in-house with with L? Uh, first, we kept it in-house until, you know, uh, you reach a certain point where people reached out to you. And I met this young kid that was pretty talented. His name was John Forte. Yeah. Wow. Hey, John yeah. Forte. Get on the mic and let me sing you this way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I was like a uh, big brother to John. You know, when I met John, he was in junior high school, going to high school, and he wanted to leave Brooklyn. So I spoke to my neighbor three to three houses away from me uh he was a dean of a school called exeter academy in new hampshire that's where the bushes went to school at okay the daughters right so i got him in that school and uh took him up there hung out with him and his mom so i was like his father after a while right so uh after he graduated uh came back to L- uh, uh, brooklyn we started working on his music then he met wycleft and Next thing you know, he's in the Fugees. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I did a lot of early music with John, and uh, did a lot of stuff with Pac, with uh, Bobcat, and uh, so the two. So you working with Tupac came through your relationship with Bobcat? No, it came through his cousin Dion Skills. Okay. Then I met Dion. Kept blowing us up. Yo, you gotta hear this dude. He's crazy. I've never heard anybody I'm like. I'm like, okay, what's his name? He said Tupac. Really? Oh, okay. So he made it happen. We we worked in some of his early stuff with uh, Bobcat and. Uh, 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 Cat and uh, after that, Dion kind of just started traveling, and you know, Pac started doing his own thing. But you know, I uh, worked with him, uh, with uh, Tupac, Forte, uh, uh, this other artist named Eddie Bone, who got a deal with uh, Tommy Boy Records. Okay, and he popped for a second, and you know, he started acting. So, you know, he left the music alone. So. But didn't John Forte go to? Prison or yeah, jail? Or yeah, something? he got locked yeah. up for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, yep. you know, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind. I'm at this prestigious school now. I'm exactly. just like crazy. Yeah, he, he made a mistake. Uh, he called me up, gave me a story. I said, Yo, John, leave that alone. Don't get involved. And you know, he must fell for the bait. And right. Got hammed up. Right. Have you guys talked since? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. John's my man. I mean, we all. We have a bond. I can see John every five, seven years, and we still have that bond where it's like I saw him yesterday. Right, right, right. Just pick up where yeah, you left off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and not to keep going back to you know to the LL situation or, yeah. or your relationship with L, but at what 
when do you stop kind of working with him? Um, and when you stop working with him, did your relationship, did you guys drift apart as, um, as friends, as he starts to do other things, things in his career? Um, did you guys, are you guys still in contact? Uh, well, after I stopped working with him, that's when I got shot. Cause at that point in time, it was all about getting Get healthy. healthy. You know? So, yeah. uh, at that time they were about to go on tour. So I missed the whole entire tour. And they hired Busy B in my place. So Busy, you know, what's up, Busy? Busy took my spot, which was cool. I mean, I can do it. So, you know, I'm not hating. I want to see the tour happen and still do what they do. So uh, I'm just recuperating. You know, at that time, I was living in Tuxedo Park, right outside of uh, uh, Westchester County, like a suburb. So I had to sell my house, move back to Queens. And uh, we started drifting because, you know, he's busy doing his thing. Where You know, he, you know, so much go on. That's right. just how it is. Yeah. Too much um, paper involved, not for the show, not to go on. Right? So, yeah, you know, it's what it is. And keep in mind, at that time, uh, cell phones was just coming around. <laughs> no, I mean, cell phones. Was, so, I mean, it's not like today, you know, you're in touch with somebody. Uh, right, you know, right. Whatever. Phones was just coming around, so you everybody didn't have a phone. So mm-hmm. I had one, but you know, he was busy doing his thing, and we started drifting. And you know, uh, at that time, I got back on my feet. You know. The vibe was different. Everybody was in a different space. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, uh, I spoke to Leo Cohen. Uh-huh. Leo. I said, Leo, I, I had a, I had a uh, deal with an independent label. They gave me a couple hundred grand. And it didn't happen. Dude got arrested. He got arrested on um, embezzlement and money laundering charges. So that deal fell apart. So I said, you know, maybe it's music thing. And you got a deal as a producer or as an artist? As an artist and okay. a producer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the name of the group was uh, E Love and Black Dice. This kid, Black Dice from Brooklyn, he was the truth. I mean, he was battling everybody apart from Jay Z on down. This guy was fearless. His rhymes was crazy, and uh, we were about to pop and do get hemmed up. Uh-huh. He's in prison. They said, "Yo, the gravy train crashed. Keep the money. You know, everybody's on their own." Right. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go talk to Leo. I said, "Leo, this is this is my position." He said, "You know what, E?" I'm going to give you some good advice. You should take this. Your mind is not right. From that incident that happened, you should go to school for a couple of years and come back. And that was really good advice. At, at that time, I was like, I know he's not disciplined. Right, yeah, right, <laughs> so, right. Uh, at that time, I just said, you know what? I'm going to listen to this guy. I went to school in San Francisco, ACT, American Conservatory Theater. Writing, producing, directing. That's where I learned to do commercials, videos, and documentaries. Mm. And after I came back, I jumped on major commercials, and he gave me some really good advice. So thanks, Leo Cohen. Wow, for looking out. Right, that was real solid. Right now, I now I'm back. We're about to drop the VR boxing game, 2020. My godson, I'm really proud of him. Uh, his name is Teofimo Lopez. He's one of the top fighters in the game right now. He's okay, you know he's with top rank. Nice. And, uh, what class? What, what, what weight? Lightweight. Lightweight. He's going to be fighting Lomachenko. If he beat Richard Comey, uh-huh. he's fought July 19th okay. in Maryland, Oxen Hill, Maryland. He's 13 0, 11 knockouts. And we've uh, raised him since he was four or five years old. Right. And the dad known each other from New York. So, uh, yeah, he's a future. So, champion. what would you say now? What What is your passion? Is, is it. Uh, Helping create companies Is it 
the producing and the development? Like, what is what? What's your passion now, and where do you want to go? I'm gonna tell you what we're doing right now. Uh, on the on the artist side, you know, I have a reality show called NFOT New Face Attack. Right, the show follows myself from China, Japan, Eastern Europe, Mexico, and the United States. I have a team in all five places developing the VR game, the boxing game, and the drift driving VR racing game. Mm-hmm. And we're working on a poker game after we're done with both games, right? Uh, the boxing game is Tiafimo is the face of the boxing game. So you'll see us putting the game together. We have the soundtrack. You're going to see us in the studio with Snoop, everybody, all types of different artists in the studio. Then in New York City, in LA, where I'm living at right now, I just received a building in New York where. I'm going to be receiving computers from Apple, Samsung, Toshiba, and Panasonic. Uh, I'm building a tech center for kids in the inner city to learn how to build the next app for free. Oh, oh that's dog. awesome. That's dumb. That's, that's dumb. awesome. In LA as well as New York. Wow. I see that you were on the picture with, um, and you were there when LL got his star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. What was that what Was that call like? What, when, <laughs> I mean, was it like... Did he have his people call you, or did he find somebody and find somebody to find your number and was like, yo, guess who? Uh, he hit me up. He said, yo, I'm going to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He hit you up. Yeah. He so he had me. your well, number. He, he hit me through Cut. Cut. Okay. Through Cut Creator. Got a hold of uh-huh. Tony Rome, our old manager, and Tony got a hold of Cut because they all live. Cut and Tony lives in ATL. So Cut called me. He said, yo, check out uh, uh, Ellen DeGeneres show tomorrow. I'm going to watch the Ellen DeGeneres show. So I'm watching the show, and they flash this picture while he's in the chair, right? Talking about, you know, the star that he's about to receive. Right. I'm like, wow. This is the picture that I said, hey, guys, let's take this picture. Because we was having lunch wow. right on Hollywood Boulevard at the Hard Rock. Right. And we just took a picture. He didn't even want to take the picture. He was like, oh, man, some tourist shit. Come on. Right. I said, no, we are tourists. We don't live here. Right, so right. We took the picture. Now, 30 years later, he's receiving a star in the same exact spot. Well, you took that picture. What? That's ill. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. And so you saw that on Ellen DeGeneres. Saw on Ellen. And he was like. So, oh, the, no, two days later, we all met at uh, Hard Rock. You know, cameras out there. So we went up there, uh, back there, and uh, chopped up with him first. And, you know, that was the day. How did that, and how long had it been since you had been, you know, you guys had been together? It's been some years. It's been some years because, I mean, he's doing his show his thing. thing. Right, right. I was living in Tokyo for a while. Then I was living in Australia because I was shooting this pilot for this company in Australia. So I was down there for like eight months. Right. So, you know, I'm all about outside of them. Right, right. Now America's a mess. Right. You know, I knew this mess was coming. Right. I saw this whole thing playing out. Right. I told everybody, this guy's going to win it. Everybody thought I was crazy. I said, no, this guy's going to win this. Yeah, I absolutely thought and you were crazy. If, if we're not careful, he'll give it again. Right, right. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Please so no. right now, it's all about getting the votes out. So we have a situation right now that is about to kick off. It's called the Freedom to Live Concert Tour. The Freedom first, to Live Concert, concert Tour. tour. Mm-hmm. The first one's going to be an NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago. My dream lineup, I'm going to make this happen. The dream lineup, nobody's attached. None, nobody call your attorneys yet. <laughs> Nowadays, it's crazy. Right. But, uh, I'm going to get Latifah to host it mm. with, with myself. We're going to have Kanye, Common, Chance the Rapper, and P.E. Oh. 
We're going to register the 40, 40 million people that didn't vote and the young kids that's turning 16 to 8, 17. Right. Like register now. Yeah. You're going to be signing everybody up. Show your voter ID card and you get them for free. Right. Wow. Nice. Nice. No, I mean, anybody's anybody's going to have a rock for free. Right. Sponsor go pay everybody. Right. I like that, it. I like that. I like it and, a lot. And keep putting that out yeah, in the universe. You're going to make no, it happen. No, I got some sponsors right now I'm talking to. Can't quite get into the names, but uh got some big sponsors. We I'm coming to it. Oh, yeah. You we got, got front row, no doubt. I'm be like, hey, hey. Hey, no <laughs> hey I, I remember Earl Road. Remember? Remember, uh, right? Hander. Oh, AM Caffeine Show. So E, you, I mean, there's so much things that you have um, you have going on. Do you do you find time, or do you still have the passion to want to produce music? Yeah, and, and actually, I'm working with an artist. His name is Chris Payne. I'm going to be working with him on some some of his upcoming music. He's uh, Chuck D's protege. Okay. And, wow. Uh, uh, this kid's nasty. Him and Chuck just did a song for the Takeover. That's the boxing game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the single. They just completed it. And this kid's nice. I'm looking forward to meeting him. We've been talking over the phone, and uh, he's from he's from uh, I think ATL down south someplace. But he's living in New York right now. So. Right. No, I, I definitely the passion is always there. The artists just have to really excite me. You know. Right. Right. Who 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 in the new school right now that is you know on playing on the radio excites you right now? I love Kendrick Lamar. You like Kendrick? Me Kendrick. too. Yeah, he's not yeah. new, but yeah, I like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. I like what Kendrick is saying, what he's what he's about. No fans are butts about. Did you um have you watched that uh that show on I believe it's on HBO um called Shangri La about the studio that Rick Rubin has? Yeah, I saw a bit, I saw bits and pieces of it. It was just going off when I walked in the house. Yeah, I T wrote it, so I, I can just watch it later. You know, so right. It, so yeah. Absolutely. Do you do you show. still? Uh, when's the last time you uh, spoke with Rick? Because I know Man. you know from the beginning of been 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 years. Uh, it's been a minute. I, I I Rick was at the Star Celebration. We talked for a little bit. Gave his number, and you know I got really busy. And Rick is always doing something. Something. Yeah. Call me three o'clock in the morning. You know type of thing. So, right. You know we just been missing each other. But I would love to see you on that show. Yeah. On uh, Shangri La. Mike Mike just. Uh, Mike Tyson called me about two weeks ago. He wanted me to hot box. So, you know, uh, Mike is a real. I mean, we go way back. So Eighteen nineteen. I can wait, imagine wait, to, to New York. You want you to hot box? You know the show here, hot box. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, he I'm wants good. you to sit in the car with him. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. No, I got it. Okay. Um, how do you like L.A. in comparison to New York? L.A. is different. It's 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 apples and oranges, night and day. You can't compare L.A. and New York. What's the biggest difference? They don't compare. The did big. the did because everyone that comes from New York just has a hustle. There's just a, there's something about the East Coast mm-hmm. hustle. You know That's why, why they always come here and win. We, we have a thing, right? Called, we have a thing called winter, right? Winter, right, right, right. right. It's, it's cold. cold. Outside, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. When you pick up that table outside and it's cold, you better know where you're gonna put it down because it's cold. <laughs> so out here you can walk. I say, oh, I think I'll go to the beach. Nah, let me, let me go check out my boy at the dispensary. You know what? Let me just go to Fat Burgers. <laughs> right, right. You're not sure because the weather's so nice. You're not in a rush. It's relaxing, but the freeze outside. You gotta get your hustle on fast because people in New York. It's don't the have weather. You don't right. So they, everybody's moving. You be like, so you gonna do this or not? You gonna do it? Come on, come on, come on. Take it to me. You gonna do it? No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So and did what that about happen? The, 
Go, Marla. And what about the difference between um, the U.S. and you said Japan, right? Apples and oranges. Uh, Tokyo's nightlife is off the chain. The nightlife is off the chain. The Man. people are super polite. Uh, you can lose your wallet, and I swear to God, it they will before. bring they it. They will bring it to back. your house with all your money in it. What? Dead serious. It happened he's not. Boy. He's he not lying. His, he left his wallet in the cab. I said, "No, you'll get it tomorrow." Sure enough, guy came in the morning with his wallet, just like the, all the money. That's in crazy. It. No, Japan is Japan is on something else, dude. And they and they know how to they know how to party. Listen, that's because they make all that dang on money. <laughs> They be like, we all rich. They know how to party. <laughs> yeah. They start partying when they get off oh, work man. till six o'clock exactly. in the morning. You come out and the sun is out. Like exactly. they you go right to work. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, so none of nobody sleeps in Japan. No, no, no they don't. That's no. crazy. And they they get their drink on. It's so crazy because I think when you see, I, I think your impression of that they're very. Quiet and docile, mm-hmm. t- man. But you, when you go over there, you really yeah. see how they move around. And one of the best places that I've been to in this world is is Japan. I love it. I love Tokyo. I love no it. Doubt. AM Caffeine Show. So, E, how can folks find you? Keep up with you uh, via Instagram, Twitter, social media stuff. How can folks find Our you? YouTube channel or SoundCloud? Oh yeah, I'm on all all, all the above. Uh, Real underscore E Love. That's my IG. Uh, shoot me an email, dmathias, M-A-T-T-H-I-A-S, 411, at Gmail. You know, just holler at me. Holler at you. Email, Instagram. It should have been 515, E. You should have thrown uh, the 515. Uh, <laughs> you should have uh, 515. It should have uh, been Yvette at 515. That's my DM. That's the DM. Hey! It does go down. No doubt, for sure. AM Caffeine Show. Man, E, thank you so much for, for no rocking problem, with us, man. A real dude. Like I said, as soon as I hit him, he hit me right back and said, let me know, and I'm there, and he's here, man. So man, I give bro, you props for that because a lot of man, folks aren't no, sided like that, man. Anytime, bro. Really appreciate thank you, that. AM Caffeine Go, Show. Go ahead. A couple shout-outs. Please do. I'd like to give a shout-out to my boys, Canvas. Canvas Catered Events. That's my boy, uh, Jeff. Chef Rudy. Best chef in town. You got to check out Rudy's uh, food. is off the chain. Where's he at? Oh, Where's he at? Yeah. Where's he yeah. at? Man, Rudy, come to wherever you are. Wherever your budget is at, <laughs> that's Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's his specialty? What's his, what kind of food does he specialize in? Oh, man. What? what CBD donuts. Donuts. You got these two right here. Well, little did you got me I'll with do. CBD. You got him yeah. with donuts. He, he, want, he wants he, a virgin donut. Yeah, I want no, the virgin, CBD virgin doesn't donut. have THC. It doesn't matter. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want. But she wants the. She wants the double. She up. wants all of She wants all that. I want all the donuts. I'll get you a box. No problem. There it is. I'm gonna hold you to that. Now don't have me stalking you on Instagram tomorrow. The real Absolutely. underscore E love. The hey, you remember me, yeah. right? You remember? Absolutely. You remember? You remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a new dispensary on the west side. It's called it's called West LA Dispensary. Where is it? It's uh. West LA? Where West, in LA? West LA? Uh, West LA is just West LA. <laughs> you don't want to give the address so people come down? It's right for Santa Monica Boulevard and Colby. Oh, Santa Monica and Colby. Yeah. Okay. Right, right in the corner. You can't and and what's it. it called again? West L.A. Dispensary. West L.A. Dispensary. You can't forget what it is. It's in West L.A. It's a dispensary. It's the West L.A. Dispensary. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. I'd like to give a <laughs> shout out to my attorney, L.W. Pate. Uh, all the great work that you know she's done in the hood, taking all about 400 kids from 
Martin Luther King Magnet High School to uh, UCI Irvine. We took 400 kids to college in the last 12 wow. years. Oh, wow. that's dope. Super dope. You know, Locke is right down the street. Exactly. Yeah, you can just go ahead and take okay. some of them as well. Because they, <laughs> they need it. Their grades are well, good, no problem. Their grades are good. Great. Well, no I, don't, okay. I don't know. I'm not there okay. anymore. <laughs> okay. There okay. it is. AM Caffeine Show, man. E Love in the building. Make sure you follow the AM Caffeine Show crew at AM Caffeine Show. Go to amcaffeine.com. Marlo J, how can folks find you? You can find me on all social media at Marlo J. That's M A R L O J A Y E. And follow, subscribe, share, and comment on my YouTube channel with Black Girl Bucket List and That Girl Said. Smooth D. SM Triple O T H D Double E, all social media platforms. There it is. And once again, it's the AM Caffeine Show crew at AM Caffeine Show. We'll be back on Friday. You know how we get down. E, anytime, brother. Open door Appreciate policy. You, Please come through. Thank Appreciate you so you. much. It's the AM Caffeine Show. You guys enjoy your day. We out. Peace. Skirt. You give her $20 and you can do work. She take food stamps in a travel.